Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. The end goal is to use my stamps more in my scrapbooking. And I feel like for me, the way I was going to accomplish that was to invest the time now. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 111. In this episode, I'm joined by Iris Fox to hear the details of her massive reorganization project for nearly 200 stamp sets. As you listen to this episode, think about what aspect of your crafty stash could use some intensive TLC. Then consider joining us starting this Thursday, April 8th for the next session of Stash Bash exclusively inside of the Simple Scrapper membership. All right, here's my conversation with Iris. Hey, Iris, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Jennifer, for inviting me back. I'm so excited to talk to you. I think this is going to be an excellent conversation. Uh, I love it when uh, friends and members uh, just have these little interesting conversations, and I'm like, ooh, that would make a great podcast topic, and that's exactly what happened here today. But can you just share a little bit about yourselves to reacquaint our audience with who Iris Fox is? Ooh, um, so uh, you might know me as Whimsy Fox on all the socials. I'm a scrapbooker. I'm also a quilter, uh, sometimes YouTuber, uh, owner of Whimsy Fox Crafts, which is an Etsy shop I started in at the end of 2019, um, designing cut files, cutting cut files for people, and um, also making little felties and stitched items. So you can add those and not have to do the stitching yourself. Um, let's see. Oh, also, I can count myself as maybe a teacher. I had my first class at Big Picture classes last year. That was really cool. Um, I live in the Bay Area of California, about 30 minutes east of San Francisco, with my husband of 20 years and my two teen girls. Oh, wait, uh, I have a newly minted, new, new, newly minted adult. <laughs> um, my daughter just turned 18 last week. Wow, congrats. That's so exciting. Yeah, and my younger one's 15. That's so crazy. You don't seem old enough to have... <laughs> 15 and 18 year olds. <laughs> Sometimes I feel older. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still trying to get used to it. I mean, she'll always be my kid, right? So, <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. They're always your baby. So yeah, but congrats. You raised one to adulthood. That's amazing. I got always one the there. Goal, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one more to go. <laughs> Well, I remember in our last episode, you mentioned like the felties that that I'm like, I'm very much like a flat embellishment type Mm -hmm. person and you love the chunkier, the better you love all the fun stuff. And so, um, yeah, it's just it's really cool to see all of our differences and and how we all have certain things that make scrapbooking our own way and and make it personalized. So for sure. And I'm sure some of that's going to come out today in our discussion, which is going to be all about organizing stamps. We are still in kind of our organizing series here, and I knew I had to talk to you about this topic. But before we get there, I'm curious, what is exciting you in scrapbooking right now? Um, I've got an app that has just blown my mind, and um, I wanted to share that. It's called, uh, Rem- well, I pronounce it Remini. It might be Remini. I'm not sure. Um, R-E-M-I-N-I. I know it's available for both Android and Apple. And awesome. it's an app that uses AI to fix faces, blurry faces. And I mean, seriously, some of the things I've 
Some of the pictures I've run through there have blown my mind. Um, it's, it is for free. You get five free ones a day wow. um, in each, each device you put it on. So for a while there, I was doing 10 a day, part of my what I call my daily delete, but it's not quite a daily delete, uh, but part of my daily photo organization. Um, I was running 10 photos a day through the app for free. You have like a little commercial, you know, like 30 seconds, yeah. but you can pay also for the pro. I'm not sure about the pro, um, what you get with that, but it'll take, uh, you know, I've, I've run scanned photos or just old iPhone photos, you know, like, um, some that come to mind are my daughters in a dark restaurant and, you know, everything's grainy, you know, with yeah. the dark, usually grainy. And it will put those faces right into focus as if it's like HD. And wow. um, I just scanned some old photos for my my grandmother for her birthday. She's turning 95. Um, and they were of her two daughters, my mom and her sister, when they were little, so circa 1950s. And some of the faces were just amazing how it brought them forward with so much detail. Um, so Ramini, that's just, I'm a big proponent of making my photos as best they can. So I really do like editing, but this, this takes most of the work out of it in terms of faces. Cause that's what it's really yeah. for. That sounds so cool. I will have to check that out. And of course, we will include all the links in the show yeah. notes for this episode to that because it sounds really fun. I love how technology is, I don't know, solving some of these tricky problems that you would have to be a Photoshop expert. Yeah. And really for that, like a total advanced Photoshop expert to be able to do. Uh, but I know the ones that like will take out, you know, power lines in the background and weird things. Like I just love the power of apps these days uh, and just to make those types of techniques more accessible. So super cool. For sure. For sure. All right. What about storytelling? What is your, uh, what is on your storytelling bucket list these days? We love to talk about this because it's so important to make sure that that the the breadth of our stories are being told, not just the fun things that we're doing and the milestones and the celebrations, but these meaningful stories that are really part of who we are. Um, well, I don't have a particular story. I think I might have said this last time. I don't have a particular story that I'm zeroing in on, mm -hmm. um, but it's more of like a, a time period that I haven't covered yet. And that is um, like you're before you, you know, mm -hmm. um, my story growing up. And um, I'm kind of most excited about it this year for two reasons. Um, one, I just rejoined Simple Scrapper this year. Um, I'd been a member years ago. Mm -hmm. Can't even remember which year. But I hadn't in the intervening time. And I know you have your Before Your Story um, class. And you're, you're yes. reprising that. Yes. Let me find the date. Year. Um, I actually, we just recorded a podcast episode today, and I believe it's going to be episode 118, where I have three different people who've taken this class and completed their albums, and they're sharing kind of their, all their lessons learned from that on an upcoming episode. But that class will start, let's see, June 3rd. Yeah, so like really kicking off the summer with this deep dive into t capturing your story from birth to adulthood. So... That's cool. I'm excited so, to have you in that. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm excited because it's it's something that I've really neglected and I've sort of been gathering little things for it. Um, if something comes to mind about my childhood, I'll look for a photo. So like <laughs> I just looked for Hostess Pies, those cheap ones at the grocery yeah. store that I remember was such a treat for me when we were young. Um, and I wouldn't be caught dead eating it now, but... <laughs> um, because they're you mean they're those all like sugar. thousand calorie apple yeah. pies? Yes, those exactly. are like amazing and also terrible but for you. <laughs> for some reason, it popped in my head the other day, and I'm like, I better search for a photo of that. So I've been gathering even photos of things that I know I don't have photos of from my childhood, mm -hmm. and any little snippets that come to my mind. And I've been just writing things down, gathering photos for that, because I feel like taking this class will help me. <sighs> not let it get overwhelming and, yes. and help me focus on which maybe narrowing down what I want to say and w which stories to, and not getting to like, I, I'm ADHD. I, I swear. I think I have like adult ADD. So I go in all over the place and then I don't finish it. So I, I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, the other reason is um, the Scrap Gals and they also have mm -hmm. a podcast. This year they've been doing every month they put out seven, they call them life stories questions 
Okay. And a lot of them are, are, are little prompts. And like one of them was like, what was your favorite childhood toy? And so I've been gathering their questions. They're, they're helping me like get some mm-hmm. of these little stories down That's so that awesome. when we have the class, I can hopefully put it together pretty quickly. Yeah, and we have tons of those prompts in there as well. And we will mm-hmm. definitely keep you in line and not distracted to uh, focus. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> if, if anyone can do it, it's you. Oh, thank you. I can't do it for myself, but yeah. No, we have so many reminders in there. Like we even give you a place. Like if you have extra ideas, here's where you put them so that they're not mm. part of the to-do list for the project. So we give you a place yeah. to like every overflow idea goes here so that maybe you can act on it later, but not now. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be wonderful. All right. So I mentioned that we were going to talk about organizing stamps today because you're kind of in this get back in the swing of things mode. Why do you think we're so drawn to organization as a way of like resetting and finding focus? Um, Yeah, I was thinking about this and I think there's, there's two reasons for it. I think one is like um, there's so much in our lives that we can't control, uh, whether it's our own schedule and, and you, you plan it up, mm-hmm. then, you know, the kids need this and this phone call and that happens and then it interferes or just more general life things we can't control that are happening all around us. Um, and I feel like organizing is one tangible thing that you can control you're like, okay, I want to organize this. You have a vision. You you might have to do research or get some products to help you, but you can execute that vision and you have a before and after and you're like, yes, I did this. I You're in control of every part of that process. Um, so I think that um, is one of the reasons because it gives you something that you can control and, and you can see the result. But the other reason I think is I'm a big Gretchen Rubin fan. And she Mm -hmm. says, outer order, inner calm. And that's for me is the reason. Uh, If, if I feel like too much is going on, um, burned out or stressed out or whatever, I turn to uh, organizing because as I focus on the organizing, it's like all the thoughts circling around just, just drop away. And you can focus yes. on that one thing. And then once that's done, you see that order and, and your mind is already ordered as well. Like you put everything in its place. And, and while you're doing that, your mind just sort of like calms down. Um, I know that organizing can be can be stressful um, for some people, maybe most people, if it's in a certain situation like if you try to organize your entire room at once, oh my God, no, that's stressful. But if you take one one thing at a time, mm-hmm. um, focusing on one product or one area, um, I think it just helps you focus and um, it calms your mind. So you're not even thinking, it's also something that lets you connect with your craft or your passion without having to be too much of a thought thing, so especially with scrapbooking. There's a lot of thinking that is involved in scrapbooking unlike and feeling too. Yeah. And feeling, um, unlike some other crafts like knitting, right. Where you're not thinking about things. So a lot of thoughts in designing and a lot of emotions and getting your story down. And that can be, that can drain you sometimes. So to organize a little bit of pretty product keeps you connected to it, but it's, it's very calming. You don't have to think or feel. Oh, for sure. Well, and I've, you know, I, I think my procedure is maybe a little bit unusual, but I, after every single layout, have to reset everything. Like every mm. single thing gets put away. There's nothing that drives me nuts more than having lots of like crinkly envelopes of all the letter stickers like piled up on my table. I'm like, no, everything has to go back because that kind of helps me reset and I feel calm. And then that kind of concludes the satisfaction of making the layout for me. And then if I'm going to make something again, I will start again. Um, but even on that small scale, I just, I feel that sense of like relief and I, it just feels so, as you said, no thinking, you'd know what to do. You'd know how to put things away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even just like fussy cutting and doing little things like that. And I think, you know, people have been organizing their chipboard um, mm-hmm. from Allie's video and everything like that's very therapeutic because it doesn't require extra brain power. We don't have to think about what's going on in the world. All we have to do is 
is this a circle or a square or is it red or is it blue? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I don't know that you're unusual because I also have to clean up after a project. Okay. It's, I mean, it. I'm, I'm still a piler, so some of the cleanup might involve moving a pile to another place. But sure. a yeah. lot of a, a lot of the the tools that I used. Um, Anything on my desk, I really do have to clean up. Like you said, a little packaging and all that has to be thrown away. Yeah, so I definitely mm-hmm. need that reset between projects as well. Yeah, otherwise it just – and I – the idea of even coming back to it later. And I, I leave a lot of – I'm not – my husband will tell you. Like I am the queen of like leaving things all over the house. But something about <laughs> my supplies, like I want them back because otherwise it drives me nuts if they're still there because I don't even remember what they're for a week later, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like, was I done with this? So I, mm-hmm. I just prefer to put it all back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk specifically about um, stamps. What had been frustrating you about your stash of stamps that led you to this reorganization project? Going back to Gretchen Rubin, I've learned that I am an abundance lover, uh, which is a nice way of saying is I'm a shopaholic (laughs) and I have a lot of stamps. I have a lot of things. Um, I'm afraid to count, but I know I have to have at least 200 stamp sets. Um, And... That's that's a lot. Yes. So yeah. my biggest frustration is, well, in general, with my scrapbooking stash or my crafting stash, my biggest frustration having a lot of things is finding what I want fairly quickly and not making and and ha- and wishing I didn't make such a big mess finding it. So with stamps, mm. um, you know, it's funny, I actually saw in my Lightroom catalog that I have photos of some of my stamps from 2012, which is when I was first thinking of organizing my stamps. And my stash is probably three times as big as it was back then. But I I was like, wait a minute, I took pictures of these, which is great because I'd thrown the packaging away on some, so now I can find them. But um, so I've been thinking about that for a while. And like I said, my stash is probably three times as big. And Originally, I I would make cards, but I've gotten away from card making. So I'm not as Mm -hmm. connected with my stamps as I am with a lot of my other products that I rifle through almost every project. Stamps just sort of aren't something I I grab and I want to. I want to use my stamps in my scrapbooking. Um, So I was just having the frustration of like, I have to flip through all my stamps to find something. Um, and take them off the shelves and make a mess. And, and that I just finally decided it's time. <laughs> so, well, as you mentioned before, like you really, uh, you want to feel connected to it so that you know what you have. Mm-hmm. And if there's a certain type of supply, which you rifle through all the time, you're like, Oh, just the other week I saw this thing. I can just go mm-hmm. find it right there. It should yeah. be in this area. Whereas if there's like, if three quarters of your stamp stash hasn't been looked at in a long time, you're not going to really remember what's there. And a lot of um, stamp sets I'm drawn to seem to have similar words to them, mm-hmm. especially more recently with like Project Life type things. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got some the currentlies and the, um, yeah. you know, real life, hashtag real life, whatever. They'll have a lot of similar words. And then I can't remember which one came from, you know, like if I think of like, oh, I want to find if something says oops, you know, like it's a snarky kind of thing. Um, you know, was it, was it a Kelly Perky stamp or was it a studio Calico? So then it's, it's just really annoying to have that in your brain that I think I have that and then have to go through the entire stash. Yeah. So are we talking about all like photopolymer stamps or do you have different types of stamps? Like what does your collection look like as a whole in terms of these 200 sets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Almost all of them are are, um, photopolymer cling stamps. I do have some of my old rubber stamps that I unmounted. So I no longer have any wood mounted. Um, I converted them to cling with that easy cling or easy mount. Mm, Um, It's a product that you can can stick on. You just peel the rubber part and put it on the easy mount instead Um, and then trim it. So, um, yeah, just 99.5% of them is 
um, photopolymer. Um, I started collecting, uh, I got onto like paper tray ink, if you're familiar mm-hmm. with them. And their system was CD cases. They would send you the stamp set with a CD case. And so when I first started getting cling stamps, that's mostly what I had. So when I got cling, cling stamps from other places, I ended up transfer them into CD cases, which meant a lot of times I'd have to cut the sheet that they came mm, on to sure. fit them in the CD cases, which I, CD I, cases are what? Five by five, six by six. I think they're closer to five by five. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and that worked for a while. I did that. I transferred what I had back then, but I noticed um, two, a couple things. Uh, CD cases break easily. Yes. They, um, they have a, where the, the hinges, there's a gap. So if one of my stamps was losing its tackiness, they could easily fall out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the third thing was that um, I noticed that m- a lot of people were doing the Jennifer McGuire method of organizing stamps, which is in the sleeves. Yeah. And, and I thought, I have mine now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, so I started doing some of my stamps that way. Like I stopped transferring to CD cases at all. I got sleeves and I put them in sleeves. And um, I kind of like that, but I, I still have problems with the sleeves. I don't like the extra step of taking the sleeve, out, uh, taking it out of the sleeve and taking the backing off, off. Yeah. The, the acetate backing. That bugs me. And two, you can still have... Um, some that lose their tackiness and then they can, as you're taking it out, it might <laughs> fall out of the fall, sleeve. Yeah. Fly across the room. So yes. yes, I have had, I've lost a few, you know, I'm sure they flew across yeah. the room. So I still didn't like that. Um, so, oh, and I forgot to mention back in the CD case era, I'd bought one of those. Um, it's like a Billy bookcase, but it's for media. So it's like a skinnier, mm-hmm. less deep version. Um, it's meant for DVDs or CDs. So that's what I had mine on. So when I moved to this house um, three years ago, I bought a second one. So I have two of those. They don't make them anymore. So um, I thought, well, I don't like the CD cases. I'm not keen on the sleeves for the most part. So why don't I transfer them to DVD cases? Like Stampin' Up. Stampin' Up has DVD cases. Um, I have some Stampin' Up, so that's what they came in. And that way I wouldn't have to cut the the, the sheets Correct. And they're enclosed. And I can put, like, they might take up a little more room, but I can put multiple sets in this DVD case. So in the end, you know, the equivalent of, you know, two or three sets in the sleeves might be close to two or three sets in a case. In a case, yeah. And it's enclosed. So just open it and you have it flat. Nothing's going to pop out if if it's not tacky. So that's... Um, that's how my, uh, most of my collection looks. I am, well, we're going to get into the, the phases of my, my great okay. stamp organization, but I do have a couple of, um, uh, manufacturers that I do do in sleeves. And that's like the Ali Edwards, because I have her stamp separate from my main stash. Okay. And so I did put those in sleeves in a bin and the Coco Daisy ones, which I actually have in um, those sticker booklets that they've come out with, Coco Daisy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't fit very many. So I'm definitely going to take the, them out of there because they're, they're too full. They're for stickers and, and the um, stamps. Okay, so you have some are in CDs, you have some that are in sleeves that you're going to stay in sleeves, and some Mm -hmm. that are in sleeves that you need to take out of sleeves, Mm -hmm. and then you already do have some in DVD cases. Is that correct or no? Uh, Or is that your perspective direction? Yeah, yeah, no, that's correct, although I finished phase one, which is the DVD cases. Okay, so let's Let's talk about your whole plan, Um, and I, I need to know, like, are you using, is there a source for, like, bulk blank DVD cases? How how are we going about this? Are you using... Amazon has oh, used to be Titanic. Was in this before or... <laughs> um, it's funny. I did the, the CD cases was when I used my old CDs and I put them okay. all into a big sleeve thing. Um, yeah, they were in an album d- or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No, um, I just ordered DVDs from Amazon. 
Okay. Just like I've ordered the Avriel pocket sleeves pockets. from Amazon too. Um, and, you know, I like, like a case of 100 and then another case of 100. That's how I know I have for 200. Um, and um, it wasn't too bad. And um, I spent, I think I started really seriously transferring back last summer. And I okay. ended um, early February of the actual transferring of everything I already had in CD cases or the ones that were in sleeves that I designated as are going to go into my my main stash, um, I finished the actual transferring of them. Okay. So when you talk about transfer, what uh, portion of the existing packaging is that included, if any? Or are you literally taking every single individual stamp and sticking it to the DVD case? Yes. Um, I take so there's all no the, packaging anywhere. No packaging. Yeah. Wow. So um, I take uh, the stamp out of the package and I take every stamp off the acetate piece that has mm-hmm. the um, images Design. on it. Yeah. I put little glue dots on the back of the acetate and slipped it in this DVD case. You know how it has a plastic? On the front? Yeah. On the front. I stuck it in there and so that it's glued down. And then I stick every individual stamp onto the inside of the DVD case. Okay. So you open the DVD case. You take the stamp off. Use it. Nice. Put, put it in. Um, Do you clean your stamps in between or no? Oh, yeah. I'm a cleaner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because some people I, are like not cleaners at all, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it bugs me that the stays on, yeah. you know, Ooh. like stains it. But I like to use stays on for, for its properties. So, you know, I let that slide. But, yes, I, I actually have stays on cleaner too. So I try to clean it as best I can. But I am definitely a cleaner. So you mentioned though you're going to put multiple sets in a DVD case. So if you have one like design sheet on the front, how do you let how do you know for yourself that you have three different sets in this one case then? So that gets into the other phases. Okay. So phase 1 was to transfer them all into the uniform format. In this case, mm-hmm. DVDs for most of them and and then the Avery pockets for my special ones. Um, and why are you keeping those special? Just to pause there for a second. I like, for instance, with the Ali Edwards, I like the fact that they're themed. And so mm-hmm. I stamped on the, um, I'm a rifler. So I like rifling through those. Um, I don't put them in pockets at all. I just leave them with the backing on there, which I said, I don't like, but in this case, I'm making an exception. Uh, and, um, and then I stamped uh, a label with one of the stamps okay. from each set. And it's just kind of fun just to like um, rifle through them that way. I don't know why my brain says it's okay for these, <laughs> but for the rest it's, it's, it's kind of annoying. Okay. No, that makes sense because like they're, they are, they're, they more go together. They're themed. Whereas other ones may be more like, uh, I don't know, less, less story focused, certainly. Cause yeah. they just, they're just, they tend to be just designs and some of the times they're sentiments too, yeah. but there's, they're less of a, a connection to the words in each other, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I think it's just easier. For I'm trying the... to support you here. In your decision. <laughs> <laughs> there's no real rationale. Um, I think uh, my brain makes a connection with these story themes mm-hmm. better. Um, when I just can rifle through them, but they will be part of my other phases in getting this big indexing for them so that I can find them, find things easier. Okay. So phase one was moving all of your lesser stamps (laughs) into the DVDs. Let's call them the lesser stamps. Um, Yes. Moving most of them to DVDs. That was phase one. Did you end up getting rid of any in this first phase? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm not a hoarder. Um, no, yes, I, I did. Um, I purged probably 25 sets. Okay. Uh, and I know cause I've been selling them on eBay. So, um, so yeah, I definitely got rid of some, there were a few that I actually had to throw away. Like you said, um, you know, some have gotten, they got like oily, like the, the photopolymers breaking down. So I just threw yes. those away or I've had some um, of those and some that were yellowed and some that were kind of crackly, I don't know, a variety of different yeah. decorations. I mean, yeah, things. I've been collecting stamps since 20- 2007. So some of those older ones did not hold up. Um, 
So yeah. Okay. So what's phase two then? Okay. So phase two is where I'm at now. And what I'm doing is I'm Googling for the, the acetate image. Mm -hmm. I'm Googling for those, um, and downloading the photos of each stamp set. Um, a couple reasons for that. One, I had to, I had thrown away packaging way back. So I don't know exactly who some sets are from, or, um, I had to cut them up to go into the CD cases. So I don't know how they went back together in a, you know, if you hadn't cut it up. So I I did some of that before, but now I'm really getting all the other images. So that's phase two. Phase three is to label. So on the DVD cases themselves, I'm just going to do like a kind of an indexing, right? Mm -hmm. So for instance, um, if I have, I, I did organize mostly by manufacturer, but I also have some um, themes, like I have so much autumn and Halloween yeah. that that's a separate category or December okay. daily Christmas. Yeah. Um, so, for instance, for manufacturers, I'll put the manufacturer name, um, you know. Uh, well, on the DVD cases themselves, I'll have the name and the name of the stamp set. But I will also have this index, which would be something like, you know, Pink Fresh 1, Pink, Pink Fresh 2, Pink Fresh 3. Um or autumn one, autumn two, autumn three, or out. My Ali Edwards probably will just be by by story theme. Um, sure. And then, um, so the DVD case will actually have the name of the set, but then I'll have this index number, and then all those images that I downloaded, I will write on there or type on there the index name or number name number, alphanumeric. <laughs> so um, so that. Um, in phase, was it phase four? <laughs> I will upload all those images with the alphanumeric number on them to my Lightroom and to Google Photos, and that so way you can search. That way I can search um, in Lightroom. I'm not going to bother keywording, but um, in Lightroom I find it's easy to just see everything, all the mm-hmm. little thumbnails. But then I'll use Google Photos to actually use keywords to search for what I'm looking for. I wonder if Google Photos will use any of its like AI recognition. Like if you type to pumpkin, oh, it, it would does. be able to find your pumpkin stamps. Yes, you can. Even, that's why I've done pumpkins. Okay, yeah, wow, no, it. Cool. It will find, if you type pumpkin, it will find the word pumpkin. It will find pumpkins on there. And in some cases, because I actually looked at pumpkin, um, uh, It'll just find stamps that are related to pumpkin. So, like, nice. if it's an autumn stamp yeah. set. Yeah. That's that's a really, really positive reason to put it into Google Photos or, like, Lightroom Mobile uh, or Lightroom CC in general, but not Lightroom Classic because Lightroom Classic's search is not as uh, functional that way. And but, I use Lightroom Classic, so I have, don't actually have experience with the the new Lightroom Cloud yeah, the, the the cloud Lightroom has search that's that's more akin to what you find in Google Photos that does like not just facial recognition but object recognition. Oh. Um, so I've I've searched for like grass or uh, you know just various types of things to find related types of photos or even searching by color, um, and it, yeah. it will pull stuff up. So that's oh, pretty that's cool. cool. So I do that mostly with the Google Photos, um, and I just think it's. It's the best thing since sliced bread. You know, it's like it took a lot of work out of um, doing stuff with my photos because I've been a Lightroom user for years. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan like you are. And when I first started off, I would keyword things and now I don't even bother. I just because of I Google actually, Photos, yeah. Mm-hmm, I actually search for things on Google Photos and then go find it. Like usually it'll, I'll look at the date and then just go to my Lightroom catalog and get it, bring it up that way. Oh, interesting. Now, jumping back to your phase two plan, I'm curious if you thought about instead of downloading images, just stamping copies yes. of the images, like making your own cover image. I I have thought about it and I will be doing that for some that I can't find. Because some okay. are so old, I can't find yeah. them. Or, or they're like Michael's, like the Studio G brand. And I've searched for Studio G. I've searched for Michael's. I've searched for Recollection. You know, the ones that the, the, the dollar bin... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and I cannot find the specific ones. I will stamp those. Or I can just scan. Um, oh, good scan point. Scan it. 
Well, actually, you could even just take photos. I could take photos of each one. But uh, I don't know. I'm kind of a purist. I wanted to see how many – I wanted to find the original images as the best quality I could mm-hmm. to um, to just sort of keep it even, like all the same as much as possible um, versus a photo. Um but uh, you could stamp the images and then yeah. scan those images. Yeah, and that's more work, and I probably will go with the more work, <laughs> just because I'm OCD like that. But that is why I'm doing that first, and I'm keeping a running list of ones I can't find because I've got. Mm-hmm. I'm going through now that they're all um, converted over to DVDs. I've got them on the shelf, so I take a section at a time. And while I'm watching TV at night, I go searching for each one. And then I nice. keep a running list in, in Google Sheets of which ones I couldn't find. Okay. So phase one is DVD, moving to DVD, and that's completed. Phase two was you're working on these label images for the front of the DVD case. Mm-hmm. And what was phase three? Um, that's the labeling, both the DVD case... Okay. So right now, what I did is I, I just cut the packaging with the name of the manufacturer and the name of the stamp set if it was available, mm. and I just kind of mm-hmm. stuck it on with temporary glue. Um, but I'll have to do actual labels. I'm getting a new label maker, so I'm waiting for that. Ooh, um, fun. Yeah. Mine's so old. <laughs> but um, labeling both um, what the stamp set is or stamp sets, because, again, yeah. some fit multiple. And then um, – also labeling the the alphanumeric for indexing purposes. And um, I guess that's phase 3A and then 3B would be putting those alphanumerics into the, the images themselves. Okay, okay. Or 3 and 4, phase 3 and 4. And so they're kind of, are they, I'm assuming the alphanumeric coding system you're using is how you're kind of organizing them on the shelf so that you can find them that way. Yeah, I'm not, I, I did organized by manufacturer but within it I'm not doing something like alphabetical or anything because okay. if I if I do change things around um mm-hmm. it get rid of some or add some I don't want to have to like redo anything <laughs> so I'll just add it to the oh, sure. yeah 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 and then is that and then you said phase four is more of like the google photo side to really kind of create this digital index of your all of your images yeah so I'm downloading all the images, but I'm not putting them into Lightroom yet until mm-hmm. I put in the the alphanumeric system, um, and then I'll add them to my. I have a you know folder for stamps already, so I'll just add them all through that folder and then upload them to Google Photos. Let's call that Phase Four instead of Three B. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then is that is that the end of it? Is that I mean, is there more to do after that? upkeep I guess but um oh, sure yeah like what would you do like let's talk through you get a new stamp set in the mail next month how does it mm-hmm. how does it go into your system what's your routine for that um well let's say I buy a um you know Carrie Bradford stamp and mm-hmm. I have the it's probably KBS one two three four five um it once that's done right then I would Already, since it's probably current, I just get the image from online right away, mm-hmm. put the next number on there, KBS, you know, six or seven, whatever, and then um, also label it right away and then stick it in the shelf in its order. Nice. I mean, that's Now, have you, like, the goal. used any stamps since they started going into the DVD cases? Oh, I, I do use the stamps, yeah. I yeah. still um, I still make cards. Mm-hmm. And I used the stamps in my planner. Um, I just and, and in Project Life stuff, but it just takes a long time to find things. Okay, yeah, I'm just wondering if like this system is help it has already helped you, uh, just with ease because now you can just open it up and there's no packaging to deal with. And for me, that's what's working. Yes, yeah, I I, I do like that. Um, uh, I had a bit of a qualms at one point because I had the CDs before and then I regretted taking, you know, cutting up those sheets and stuff. And then I had to put them back together. And I'm like, am I going to regret the DVDs? (laughs) Um, Should I just do the, the, what everyone likes to do with the envelopes? But I just decided to keep going for it because 
every time I open up a thing, I'm just like, thank God I'm not losing more of these, you know, because I've lost a oh, few. Sure. Yeah. Um, like I have this typewriter font. It's teeny tiny, like each letter's a quarter inch. And I have like four of them missing. And I'm like, I can't make the words now because they're missing. So yeah. Um, yeah. I lost a number two, which, you know, when you're writing dates is a, is a pretty important number. And uh, it was yeah. my favorite and it was teeny tiny and I yeah. use it all the time. And then I always talk about my carpet is like a black hole for stamps because it's like tan. Like if something mm-hmm. falls on the carpet, you never find it again. So, yeah. Oh, I should mention also, I'm going to um, the, my roller stamps because mm-hmm. I have a lot of roller phrase stamps. I'm also yeah. getting the images for all those and they'll be indexed as well. And how are you storing those? Like just in a box or how? No, I have one of those um, uh, Harbor Freight, it's kind of very utilitarian turnaround, yes. turnaround okay. things. They're nice. on the top the top shelf of one of those. Okay. Yeah, or- I realized recently how many, I didn't realize quite how many of those that I had. <laughs> there was a time when Studio Calico was releasing them and I'm like, oh yes, I need another one. Yes, I need all of these. <laughs> oh, oh, me too. Me too. So yeah. um, I had um, done stamped them out before years ago again, and I just didn't keep that up. So, because um, then I'd have to flip through the pages I stamped it on. So now I'm just going to do it digitally again. Yeah. Have the images either I can find them or stamp them and then scan them, put them in my system. And then that way I can search for, you know, phrases that I might be thinking of or topics and see what comes up and that help me find them. Cause with roller stamps, you can't even see them because they're backwards oh, sure. and they're tiny. So, yeah. You have to kind of pre-selected it for the page you're working on. It's not something yeah. you really always grab on the fly. Yeah. So I'm curious, kind of stepping back again, like, let's remind our listeners, what is your ultimate goal here? Because I don't want them to get stuck in like you're I mean, you're doing a lot. You're you're it's a pretty it's not I'm not saying it's it's a complicated system, but it's detailed and involved Mm -hmm. with the end goal of what? The end goal is to use my stamps more in my scrapbooking. And I feel like for me, the way I was going to accomplish that was to invest the time now. Mm-hmm. in doing this indexing kind of system. Um, and I've heard other people talk about their systems of stamps, you know, like either they stamp it out and have a booklet of all their stamps. And sure. I can't, uh, that doesn't work for me. I don't know why. I cannot flip through a, an album. Um, I really like Lightroom for storing my digital supplies anyway. So I just felt like I need to digitize these so that I can see them and and look for them a lot easier. And then when I went to Google photos came out how many years ago and I discovered the search, it's like, I think this is the solution for me. So my end goal is just to be able to find what I want or even just not, even if I have an idea and it turns out that I didn't even realize I had this other thing that would work really well too, you know, Mm -hmm. just um, be able to keyword search for things um, and find out what I have and then be able to just go get it rather than pull 10 things off my shelf and then make a mess, Correct. which just kind of just gets exhausting when you're just, all I want is I know I have somewhere that it says documented, you know, that's so overused, but I want to use that word. And I know I have this system's like very techie <laughs> and it, it might not be for most people. Um, but that's what makes it fun to talk about is Mm -hmm. that there's, you have to figure out what system is going to work for you. And we've mentioned a variety of different types of systems. I have half of my stamps, the ones that I consider my lesser stamps (laughs) that are like still in pocket in a six by eight album in pockets. Mm -hmm. I don't like this system, but for right now, I don't, I don't care enough, I guess, to transfer them to pockets. I have my new stamps that I love Mm -hmm. in pockets, but the rest of them they're they're hanging out and I don't reach for them very often. So should I keep them? That's a whole nother mm-hmm. therapy with Jennifer conversation <laughs> to figure out. I don't know. But um there's so many different ways and you have to figure out, you know, there's gonna be some people who are listening to this episode and totally geeking out and be like, I need to do what Iris is doing because <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, I've heard other people use um some apps for um inventorying. Oh cool. Uh, 
I, I think even in the membership, someone mentioned, I just can't remember the name of it, which mm-hmm. is, a, it's like an inventory app. And I've heard a few people say they use inventory type apps, but then you have to type in things, you know, like the yeah. name of the stamp, the manufacturer, if you want to put, I don't know, SKUs or whatever. And I felt like that was too individualized because you have to type one each individually. Whereas this is like, I'm just getting all the photos and I'm typing the photo and now I'm mass uploading into my into my Lightroom and and Google. Well, yeah, and it's like there's I think there's a different function there that an inventory might help you not buy the same thing twice. Mm. Um, but it's not necessarily going to help you find yes uh, related things. That's true. To be able to find every instance of the word documented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that we need to focus always on the objective. Whatever solution you have, is this helping me get access to my things faster? Yeah. And well, that's going to be so unique to everyone and how their brain works. Absolutely. And that is why I'm a very visual person. So that's why I've just love Lightroom for that. And then now Google Photos, just because it's very visual and I don't have oh, to do, I, I feel like, I, I feel like it's not a, it's not a hard system to set up. It's just time. And then yes. it's a lot easier to look things up versus like this inventory. Then you have to like go searching your keywords and all that stuff. For sure. So do you have a timeline for kind of wrapping this up? Like how, what's your goal here? How, how much are you working on it? And Well, because I'm sort of reliant on Google Photos for that keyword searching and they mm-hmm. are switching in June to charging you, I'm hoping to get everything uploaded by June. Um, just to have it grandfathered in as my, you know, like not counting towards future space. Um, right now I'm in phase two. I'm about halfway through phase two only because I've slowed down, um, in the evenings, uh, doing the, the, finding all the, the images. Um, so yeah, June, June is my, my ultimate (laughs) deadline there. Well, it's nice to have something. I mean, if it if it wasn't for this this you know arbitrary deadline that Google has set, maybe you wouldn't have even started the project or made as much progress as you have. So it's helpful to just have something as a deadline to to get it finished. Absolutely, I am. I'm an obliger. I need deadlines. (laughs) So, So I guess again, stepping back here, do you have any advice for others who? I just feel like their stamp collection's out of control. They're not using their stamps because they can't get access. What would you what would you say to that scrapbooker? Well, I think one of the important things is to do a little research on how other people are are controlling their stamps. Mm-hmm. Um, I I watch a lot of organizing videos on YouTube. So <laughs> just go search for craft room organization or stamp organization see what everyone's doing i'm a fan of jennifer mcguire she's she i think she led the the movement to the avery the little stamp pockets it's Mm -hmm. very popular it works really great for a lot of people um but there are some other people that do other things so i think the important thing is go find something that sounds exciting or sounds like it'll work for you and try it um you know, like, that's another thing for me is like, I'm not afraid of trying to get it perfect the first time around. So I will try multiple ways of storing things and organizing them and then let it evolve as my needs change or as I realize this doesn't really work for me. So, yes. Yeah. Well, that I mean, we've all tried various things over the years and even... I never expected that I would ever consider sorting anything by color. And now I have something (laughs) sorted by color because I'm like, oh, yeah, for this particular thing, this makes sense because I think about that thing by color. Mm -hmm. But I don't think about this other type of embellishment by color ever. (laughs) So it's just you have to really practice and then see which parts work and then adapt and then fix the parts Mm -hmm. that don't. Um, And I think my other advice is if (sighs) – if it's important enough to you, take the time to do it. Like mm-hmm. you might say, well, that's too, that's going to take too long. But I think I'm thinking about future me yes, <laughs> moving forward and actually using the stuff that I buy um, more, you know. So to me, it's worth the time investment. It's taking me a while. Sure. And I'm, I, I, I can't do it for like 
I, I can't dedicate like 12 hours a day to it and, yeah, and I get bored and all that, but, um, just little by little, just it, it, find a system that you think might work for you. That seems like it, it's good and, and then try it and don't be afraid that it's just going to take too long to do and don't dismiss it because it's going to take too long. Oh, hundred percent. I think that, I mean, I am not always the most patient, patient person myself, but when I've never regretted a really an investment of time in uh, an organization project or even a creative project or even just like learning something new. Mm-hmm. I got a new camera this past year and I've had to like basically learn how to use a camera all over again, but it's been worth it. Every single video I watch, everything I try, it adds on the last and it's worth that investment in time mm-hmm. so that you feel uh, more confident and more capable with all the stuff that you have in your life. It's it's worth the time uh, to make your life easier later. Absolutely. Well, Iris, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for inspiring us with your plan. I can't wait to hear how <laughs> it goes as you have continued to evolve with it. Can you share where we can find you online? Anything else you have new or interesting coming up? Um, well, I, I've been sort of stepped back from the socials and everything, dealing with some health issues, but, um, my Instagram is at Whimsy Fox. I have a YouTube channel, um, also under Whimsy Fox. I have an, um, Etsy shop. <laughs> uh, currently you can find the digital downloads for the, um, cut files, um, I'm not doing anything physical right now, but the downloads mm-hmm. are there and that's on Etsy. It's Whimsy Fox Crafts. And uh, yeah, I, I, I've been popping on to Instagram a little more recently, just kind of lurking. Um, I, I don't want to get sucked into like doom scrolling and stuff like that. So I, yeah. I walked away completely for a while uh, and I'm just sort of getting back back to it. So. Well, that could be a whole nother podcast episode too about healthy behaviors around social media so that we don't get so crazy and spiraled out from it. Yeah, for sure. Well, this has been super fun. Thank you so much, Iris. And thank you to all of our listeners. Please remember that you have permission to scrapbook and organize your stamps your own (laughs) way. (laughs) If you like the podcast, you'll love being a member. When you join, you'll get access to weekly Zoom crops, bi-monthly retreats and a huge content library you can head over to simplescrapper.com slash membership to learn more and join our creative community